Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Good morning, Kamari. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good morning. Thank you for, for having me. Absolutely. Why don't we get started by having you talk a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your professional and educational background. Sure. Um, I started off my educational career at CUNY, uh, York College in Queens. Then uh, I majored in psychology. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do um, with that degree. So I took a year off, did a whole bunch of, well, I didn't do a whole bunch of nothing. I worked um, for an organization with um, intellectuals with developmental disabilities. Um, And then from there, I applied to grad school. I applied to LIU Brooklyn. Um, That was the only place I I applied to, which I kind of went on like, I just hope for the best, I guess. Um, my grades in undergrad were not that good, to be honest. Um, and to be honest, I entered graduate school on academic probation. Um, so I was only able to take two classes a semester. I'll um, fast forward a little bit. I ended up graduating at the top of my class. So I did fairly okay, I would say. Um <laughs> And while I was in grad school, I um, I also worked full time. I worked with um, children in the ACS realm. That was really tough. I got to do a little bit of family therapy there, a lot of coordinating. And then um, once I finished grad school, I started doing family therapy for um, youth accused of committing felonies and being tried as adults. I worked with them and their families in a court-mandated program. And then um, I realized it wasn't as fulfilling as I would have liked. And my hands were super tied with a lot of what I could and I couldn't do. And then I found Human Told, which was then Douglas Therapy, and I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> and then it took us a little while to coax you to come full-time to us. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it was worth it. That was always the end game. It was just a matter of, could I do this? And honestly, I was a little scared. I was a little scared because, you know, working in, in a private practice setting can be, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, mainly ups, but, you know, a lot of things fluctuate and we don't we don't get the same, I guess, referrals from nonprofits where they just, they're coming in and overloaded, so... Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Well, we're glad to have you. And I would certainly say, (laughs) and I would certainly say it's more than a little feat to go from probation to ending up on top of your class. Yes. I think that's because I really enjoyed it though. I, I got there and my professors and just having the conversation with people, like the students in my class, it, there was such an authenticity to it and it just felt right. And that's when I started to realize I was really passionate about this. And I reflected on, I guess, myself and my upbringing and how the importance of having access to mental health was because I did it. I you know, growing up in a Caribbean household, it's not, it's not something you talk about. You kind of keep everything within and sure, that's nice, but it's really not, but it, you know, it does more harm than good. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's difficult to kind of grow up in this new generation and um, have things be very different. And then I'm sure there's also like cultural differences as well between mm-hmm. American and Caribbean cultures. So absolutely. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say when I told my mom I wanted to get it, I, I wanted to um, be a therapist, essentially. It wasn't, it's funny because I, I was in grad school and I didn't, I never knew that I wanted to specifically be a therapist. I know I wanted to be in the field at some capacity. Um, and it wasn't until trial and error working in other organizations that I realized like this was for me. So when I told my mom, she didn't really quite understand. Um, she knew what it was, but she had a different yeah, understanding. When, and this is like maybe over 10 years ago. So when um, we talk about therapy in, or we talk about going to see a therapist, we're thinking for, or in my culture, at least, we're thinking about the people walking around in the street unmedicated, um, which typically is schizophrenia or some form of mental diagnoses that haven't haven't been diagnosed yet so she didn't really know what to do and coming from the Caribbean it's kind of like well you're going to be a doctor you're going to be a lawyer you're going to be something of that sort and fun fact I'm not very good at math or science I'm good with people and that's where I kind of shined and I've discovered that in grad school I had incredible professors and one in particular I remember her Dr. Mary Owens um I still talk to her to this day and she she did have a Caribbean background as well and she kind of pushed me and encouraged me to just go for it amazing Uh, so it sounds like you really have a passion of giving back especially to certain communities and how do you balance that working in, in private practice um, I, I have a mix of clients, um, from all different ethnicities, racial backgrounds. Um, it's really interesting though, because a lot of my clients, they are, and I guess maybe I'm fortunate with my caseload in this way, but they are very interested to learn a little bit about my background. Um, it's, it's so interesting. Um, a lot of them, I guess, being that we live in New York city, they're exposed to a lot of things. So, you know, we'll have conversations about, um, you know, maybe something that they're, they're having a hard time talking to their families about. And I don't know if this ever happens to you, but my question, my, my clients will sometimes ask, like, has that ever happened to you? Or like, what's your experience with that? And without divulging too much, I try to give a little bit because I never want, I never want, I guess, someone to feel like I'm the, this, this is the only, I'm the only person this is happening to because it's not, but not in a way that takes away from their story and their experience, but more so in a way of like, yeah, even though we are from different cultural backgrounds, this is something that, that happens. And it is something that a lot of us have a hard time navigating with our Yeah. So it sounds like you're using a lot of um, transparency in your session. Mm-hmm. Like that kind That's of right. defines, Yeah. Do you feel like that kind of defines who you are? I do, I do. Because I feel like there's so much power in transparency. And I know a lot of us were kind of taught in grad school, like, you know, there's you and the client and there's kind of this wall up. I don't believe in that. Like, I obviously, I don't tell my clients where I live or too many things about my personal life. But um, I do believe that there is 
power and transparency because it's what makes us human. It's what makes us connect to people. And I think, especially since we've been remote throughout the pandemic and I've opted to remain remote, I think my clients kind of, it, I remember there was this one client, um, it was right when lockdown had first started and we thought it was going to be what, two weeks. Um, (laughs) And she said to me, it's so nice to kind of see a little bit of your background um, meaning my, I, I don't blur my camera or anything like that. Now, granted, you can't really tell much from my background, but I think at one point, one of my cats was in the background and she was like, oh, you have a cat. And I was like, I do. And ever since, not ever since then, but she warmed up a little bit. So I think, you know, she said, you know, I, I don't know why, but I just always picture you sitting in that chair from in our Madison office. And I guess now being in my home, I don't know, maybe it humanized me in a way, or maybe there was like a different level of transparency there um, because she could literally see into my apartment. So that's, yeah, that's, that's very fair. So what do you think therapy is about then? That's a good question. Um, I think therapy is about building connection. Um, I think therapy is about authenticity, honesty, I think it's about trust. A huge part is trust because if you don't trust your therapist, then I personally, I don't know how beneficial that's going to be Um, because there's, in my opinion, and as someone that's been in therapy before, I feel like there's just, you you have to know, (laughs) you have to understand what it's like to be uncomfortable and therapy is uncomfortable, right? it's uncomfortable, but trusting the person to kind of guide you through there, guide you through whatever it is that you're talking to, talking about, guide you through the tough times that you might be experiencing, guide you through maybe the not so tough times because therapy isn't always heavy. Sometimes it's sharing really great things that happen. And I'll just say as a therapist, I love to hear that. I love to hear about the wins that my clients are like experiencing because yeah, it's dark and it's heavy, but there's also incredible things happening. So a lot of it is about balance. And that's something I try to bring into my sessions of like, listen, I'm here. We can vent it out. We can talk about it, but also there's also other things happening too. And we can also focus on that, Um, not to take away from the bad things, because I do believe when I say bad, heavier quotes, because I don't think, you know, that's a very subjective way of looking at it or um so I do think just having that balance is helpful yeah definitely something oh I'm sorry go ahead no no you go ahead I was gonna say um something that I tell just about every client I come across with is you are the expert on yourself and your life we are the and I make a joke about it because I I'm sure you know this but I I use humor a lot and I'll say Mm -hmm. something like we're the alleged experts on mental health so we put that together and we hopefully do nice things um and I, I always get like a little smile or a little chuckle but I feel like that you know just saying things like that letting people know that we don't have all the answers and we're yeah. not going to, you know, pretend that we do. And we're not going to tell you about, we're not going to know more about your life than you know about your life. But the idea is to collaborate on that and move forward from, you know, whatever it is that brought you here. Yeah, absolutely. Really beautifully said. Thank you. 
what kind of clients do you feel really speak to you or, or seem to benefit the most from from you? Hmm. Um you'd have to ask my clients. I'm joking. <laughs> I I think clients similar that are kind of similar to me in a way in the in the sense of clients that are very open to being transparent and vulnerable um because I think it just goes a long way. I think actually no. I think the clients that benefit most most from I guess excuse me, working with me are the ones that are a little resistant. Yeah. The ones that are a little resistant because I'm going through people that I, I'm going through in my head, people that I've worked with in the past. And it's always the ones that, that, you know, kind of start out like a little bit resistant. Of course they have their guard up. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. Um, but it's always those that, and, and it's so nice to hear when it's like, you know, you surprised me. And I'm like, Oh really? Tell me more. What happened? <laughs> um, and just seeing their walls come down and just seeing that they found a safe space and especially clients that are from a similar background for me of me um a similar background like me oh I can't talk this morning um it's nice when I I find it nice when I we have that first therapy experience together and I'm able to provide that for them and they're like you know this isn't anything that I thought it would be. And I'm like, really? So what did you think it would be like? And they're like, I don't know, not this. I'm like, okay, that's a win for me. So that, that to me, the clients that I guess are a little resistant at first, but then they start to see that therapy is nothing like they've envisioned. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. Gamadi, are there any last things that you'd like to share about yourself and your work today? Um, therapy is great. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you know, if you are thinking about therapy or it's even a thought in your head or it's crossed your mind, which in this day and age, how can it not? Right. Because it's everywhere. It's around us. People are talking about it more, which I think is fantastic. But if there's any, you have any seed that's been planted there, I would say, go with it. Just reach out to maybe an organization that may or may not be human told, you know, um, <laughs> and ask questions and inquire a little bit more, do some research. You never know where it'll lead you and therapy can look a million different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say just go for it because you never know what you can uncover. And that sounds very cliche and I kind of hate myself for saying it, but I would say just go with it because you, it's amazing. And that's my experience about it. Obviously I'm biased, but just figured it's worth sharing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today, Kamadi, and sharing all of your thoughts and, and your experience. They're super valuable. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.